Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 1982, MGM Studios released Poltergeist, a film directed by Toby Hooper and produced by Steven Spielberg. The movie was an instant success, grossing over $76 million in the United States alone, cementing its legacy as a masterpiece of American horror. But while the movie depicts the modern haunting of a suburban family, This particular type of phenomenon has been recorded for hundreds of years. In fact, it was German paranormal researchers in the 19th century who gave the poltergeist its now popular name, which quite literally translates to, quote, noisy ghost. After all, this is exactly what a poltergeist is, a supernatural force or entity that causes both audible and physical disturbances, all centered around a single individual or family. Over the years, the United States has been home to several high-profile poltergeists, including the infamous Amityville Horror and the legendary Bell Witch. But it was down in the southeastern corner of Georgia where one of the most documented cases of them all took place. A haunting that is now largely forgotten. Yet at the time, it captivated the media as it tormented the family Valen Surrency. My name is Brandon Schecksnyder, and you are listening to Southern Gothic.
in the fall of 1872, a swarm of reporters, curiosity seekers, and paranormal investigators descended upon the home of Alan Powell Surrency, a prominent citizen of Appling County, Georgia. These crowds, which some claim to number in the thousands, were spurred on by a series of recent newspaper reports that claimed bizarre paranormal events were taking place in the Surrency's two-story farmhouse. The Macon Daily Enterprise was the first to report on the happenings in their October 19, 1872 edition. Quote, We learned this morning that quite a mysterious affair is creating a great deal of sensation about the city. On Thursday last, Mr. Surrency, who lives at number 6, Macon and Brunswick Railroad, discovered the dishes, etc., jumping off the table and being smashed up. Everything got to jumping, and nothing could be seen to do the mischief. In the parlor, among the broken vases, toys, and everything breakable, were found two strange biscuits, which Mr. S. swears were not cooked on his place, and as there is no house anywhere near his, there is no accounting for where they came from. Our informant was there last night and found everything quiet, but as he was leaving, the dipper jumped out of the water bucket. There's no clue to the mystery. It is unknown when the Surrency family first experienced the strange events described by the Macon Daily Enterprise, but many claim they began several months prior in June of 1872. According to the tale, it was a warm summer day, and Mrs. Surrency was contentedly sewing in her bedroom when a slight noise rose behind her. Initially, she paid no attention to the sound, but when it returned a second time, her interest was piqued. Yet upon investigation, she found nothing to cause it, so she returned to her work before being interrupted again by the noise. This time, Mrs. Surrency found that the sound was coming from a nearby washstand, where she discovered a pitcher rocking inside the washbowl. It moved slowly at first, and then with an increasing agitation, before gaining enough momentum to come up out of the bowl and stand upright beside it. At this point, the mother of ten was more annoyed by the occurrence than anything, expecting to find her sons laughing at the clever trick they had played on her. Yet her children were nowhere to be found. But then, as she turned toward the door to begin her search for the culprit, the sound of a large crash echoed through the room. Everything had come off of the washstand. The bowl lay in pieces at her feet, and the china soap dishes were shattered beyond recognition. But most frightening of all, was that the pitcher was suspended above the mess, mid-air, slowly pouring water onto the broken pieces below before it too dropped and shattered across the floor. Mrs. Cerncy then quickly fled the room in search for children, who upon intense questioning proved to know nothing of any such prank. So the family decided to dismiss this odd experience, chalking it up to nothing more than a possible earthquake tremor. 
Unfortunately, the Surrencies could not ignore the events that would soon come to pass. One afternoon, as the family gathered in their dining room for a midday meal, a door on the side of the house spontaneously opened and then closed with a bang. The family jumped at the unexpected noise, but at this particular moment, they believed it was nothing more than a simple gust of wind, perhaps even the onset of a summer storm. So they continued on with their meal, but soon enough, The same heavy door creaked its way open once again, this time slamming itself shut with such a violent force that the entire house seemed to shake with it. The Surrencies were stunned, but the door was just the beginning. The dining room windows also began to take on a life of their own, raising and lowering simultaneously over and over and over again each time with an increasing speed until finally the wooden panes began to break with a repetitive impact. The frightening sight of this caused Mr. Surrency and his sons to jump up from the table and feverishly search the home for possible intruders. They hastily and methodically went from room to room, but the men found absolutely nothing and the family was left with no natural explanation as to why or how these activities took place. From that day forward, events just like this grew more and more common. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, I want to take a quick minute to tell you about one of my favorite nonprofit organizations here in Middle Tennessee. It's called Poster Nashville. Now, this organization supports people during times of housing or medical crises by providing compassionate, temporary care for their pets. That's right. Poster helps secure loving homes for beloved little furballs when their human companions are going through things that might otherwise cause them to have to give them up. But since Poster began back in 2020, they've been able to reunite nearly 250 pets with their loving pet parents after they were able to secure housing, keeping families together through tough times. Of course, y'all, I have to say from personal experience, it's been an awesome program to be around. My kids and I have been fortunate enough to hang out with some of the pups. And trust me, what Poster is doing through a devoted network of volunteers is absolutely heartwarming. So if you'd like to help, Poster is in the middle of their annual fundraiser right now, trying to hit a goal of $20,000. And it would mean the world to me if you'd consider helping us get there. All you got to do is visit southerngothicmedia.com slash bark. That's right, southerngothicmedia.com slash bark. 
Over the following months, possibly even years, the dining room became a frequent location for chaos. Often without warning, the tablecloth was snatched out from under the family's dinner by an unknown force. The food and place settings dumped into their laps. And sometimes, when the food actually managed to stay on the table, it was not uncommon for hot tea, coffee, or even soup to be flung into their faces. Forks and spoons were also known to break in two or become twisted out of shape, even in the middle of use. Clearly, whatever or whoever was causing this chaos was not happy, and worst of all, it was becoming more and more malevolent over time, causing Mr. and Mrs. Surrency to become increasingly concerned for the safety of their children. At one point, their son Robert was struck by a heavy andiron, which was mysteriously thrown from the fireplace towards him while he sat reading in the library. His elder brother Sam witnessed the violence, claiming that he watched the large brass object lift up and hover for a moment before it hurled itself through the air towards his brother. Sam attempted to reach out and stop the attack, but as Robert tried to run for safety, the object followed behind him, continuing its assault until the young man fell into the floor. The andiron is said to have then risen back up into the air, returning itself to the fireplace as if nothing had occurred. The Surrency's daughter Clementine, who would have been about 15 at the time, became a frequent target of the paranormal force. It was reported that whenever the young woman touched a table or piece of furniture, the item immediately began floating along behind her. One such story even claims that a chair she had just sat in followed her all the way down the stairs and outside into the family's garden where it fell to the ground. But even more sinister were the unseen hands that purportedly tormented the young woman at night she lay in her bed. On more than one occasion, they grabbed at her hair and snatched the covers, until one night the activity grew so violent that Clementine herself was forcefully pulled from her mattress before her large canopy bed was overturned, causing an immense crash that woke the entire household. It was at this point that Mrs. Surrency and her daughter decided to leave the family home and stay with Mr. Patterson, the Surrency's son-in-law. Yet the torment followed them, and the Patterson home became the scene of paranormal chaos as well, with objects spontaneously throwing themselves from the shelves and walls, and furniture rising and crashing to the floor, just as had occurred in the Surrency's farmhouse where some say the activity ceased during this time. This led many to believe that Clementine was the target of some type of evil, although others claim that it was at this time that the entire family decided enough was enough, and the home was abandoned. 
It is said that the Surrency family had two weeks apiece living in another home on their property. But whatever it was that was tormenting them returned and continued on until Alan Surrency's death in 1877. By all accounts, the Surrency family was initially incredibly hesitant for outsiders to know about the strange activity they were experiencing. After all, Alan Surrency was a prominent member of the community. Born in 1825, he moved to this part of Georgia with his wife, Wealthy, around 1850. And not only did he establish a farm near the Macon and Brunswick Railroad, but he also operated the area sawmill and ran the only general store in the town that would eventually bear his surname. A November 1872 edition of the Yorkville Inquirer described Alan Surrency. Quote, Mr. Surrency is a gentleman well-to-do in the world and is universally regarded as one of the honorable citizens of the county. He is one of the leading men, a quiet and good citizen, and has represented his county in the General Assembly of the state. With this in mind, it is understandable why Mr. Surrency didn't want his family struggles publicized. But ultimately, as the events became more and more violent, and their home became increasingly dangerous for their children, he became desperate for assistance. It is unclear how many people in the local community knew what was going on prior to the first news report or even who it was that tipped off the Macon Daily Enterprise. But the effect of the article was instantaneous and throngs of people from all over began showing up at the family's door, the number growing higher and higher with increasingly dramatic newspaper headlines all over the South. Mysteries in Macon, queer manifestations the ghost of dwelling of house, those Georgia no goblins, ghosts, lively Georgia spooks, the haunted house. These newspapers all told similar tales, reporting things like brickbats falling from the sky around Clementine Surrency. And an instance when Mr. Surrency returned home from a business trip, only to discover items throwing themselves around his home in a scene of complete chaos. One Macon Daily Enterprise reporter relayed his own experience visiting the farmhouse, claiming that after walking around the house for some time, he stepped up to the family clock on the mantel, only to find its hands spinning rapidly at a rate of about five hours in a single minute. Hoping to debunk the mystery and prove a natural explanation for the activity, the reporter attempted to open the clock and examine the machinery inside. Yet the man found nothing unusual to prove or disprove a supernatural cause, as most had speculated. But this is what most of the visitors to the home hoped to do, and according to some, the number of people heading to the farm during the fall of 1872 might have reached a thousand. 
In fact, the story became so popular that the nearby train depot known as Number 6 added special excursion trains solely to take interested voyeurs to the Surrency's farmhouse. Then, upon reaching the stop, the conductor proclaimed their arrival to, quote, Ghostville. One of the more well-known visitors to the home was Charles H. Foster, a spiritualist medium from Salem, Massachusetts. Foster remained in residence with the family for a week before claiming that he had made contact with the spirits who were causing the trouble and that they had informed him that the family was strongly mediumistic, particularly Clementine. Others shared this opinion as well, but some did not believe it was Clementine who was of most interest to the spirits, but rather Mrs. Surrency herself The October 28, 1872 edition of the Macon Daily Enterprise was the first to make the claim publicly. Quote, It could not be Miss Clementine's surrency, for she was absent part of the time things were occurring, and it is impossible that any human being could have done things that did happen, and therefore, the only cause we could assign was that spiritualism was the agency, and that Mrs. Surrency is the medium. This conclusion may be hasty and ill-founded, but having plied questions and traveled all over the entire place and collected all the facts possible, this is our solution. Mrs. Surrency is the only person who has been present at any occurrence. While the general public enjoyed this type of speculation, it is said that the Surrency family actually took little stock and the idea of spiritualism, particularly the idea that they were mediums. After all, this theory did nothing to provide them with solid answers or relief for their troubles, and by all public accounts, they did not enjoy the notoriety that came with their situation. The Surrencies just wanted the chaos to end. In fact, the Surrencies gained nothing of material value by having their home invaded by curiosity seekers, often refusing attempts from visitors to pay them admission into the home, where on some occasions they were even allowed to dine at the family table. Yet in the end, no explanation was ever discovered, and after only a few months, the public uproar began to fade as the story became old. Then, three years after the media firestorm, the Cerency family's troubles were mentioned in an August 17, 1875 article by the Macon Telegraph. The text first reminds readers of the strange case of the Cerency house, but then goes on to discuss similar events that were now occurring at the home of, quote, a very esteemable lady, Mrs. Russell Johnson of Bartow. The events which are specifically listed include crockery falling from unseen sources in the middle of the room, 
brickbats crashing down and wood hurled at windows, all seemingly occurring without human interference. It was noted that Mrs. Johnson's son-in-law was not particularly frightened by the occurrences and that it was he who made the connection with the Surrency House events. The Macon Telegraph reported he, quote, finally remembered that they had employed in the family as a servant at the time, a colored girl who had also been in the employ of Mr. Surrency at the time those strange freaks of the unseen agency took place in his house, thinking that the two must certainly have some connections. A strict watch was kept upon the girl, and she was finally detected in the act of taking a brick from concealed position about her person and hurling it into the middle of the room. paper goes on to say that this girl, whose sole identifier was the color of her skin, was apprehended before confessing that she was, quote, the author of the mischief. But exactly what the girl confessed to, or what was done to encourage a confession from her, is not provided. Tragically, this young woman may have been the biggest victim of the entire ordeal. After all, the Cernsey family's troubles continued on for two years after her seemingly coerced confession. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. 
Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today, the story of the Surrency House haunting remains largely lost to time. A strange sentiment considering many claim the events of 1872 are one of the most well-documented ghost stories in history. Due to the large number of family members, visitors, and reporters to visit the site, first-hand accounts are plentiful, but none of them have ever been able to explain what actually happened. Most believe that the house was possessed by something evil. However, Several key characteristics of the haunting suggest that what the Surrency family was experiencing was the result of a poltergeist. Typically, this type of paranormal activity starts with minor isolated incidents, just as the Surrency family experienced. These incidents are physical disturbances that sometimes include disembodied sounds which over time grow in frequency and severity. Most cases last for several months, but some can go on for years. Although, what truly makes a poltergeist unique is that it typically revolves around a single individual, most often female, like Mrs. Surrency or her daughter Clementine. Paranormal investigators, parapsychologists, and other researchers all vary in their assessment of what exactly a poltergeist is, but two theories are most predominant. The first is that the activity is caused by a ghost or supernatural entity. The infamous Bell Witch of Adams, Tennessee, is a prime example of this, as the Bell family was purportedly tormented by the spirit of their neighbor, Kate Batt. Yet others believe a poltergeist to be more complex, theorizing that this spirit or entity is channeled through the energy of a particularly susceptible person. Famous parapsychologist Hans Holzer describes this theory in his 1997 work, Poltergeists, True Encounters with the World Beyond. He said, quote, A poltergeist, then, is nothing more than that stage of a haunting when manifestations occur that are clearly of a physical nature, such as the movement or the throwing of objects. The originator, however, is not the youngster or mentally handicapped older people. They are merely the source, tapped against their will, and usually without their knowledge, by a ghostly entity desperately trying to get attention for their plight from people in this world, not to harm anyone, but to get people to notice their presence. Of course, skeptics claim that these events are not supernatural at all, but rather an individual's inaccurate perception of the cause of otherwise mundane events, which are then further bolstered over time by the growing self-deception that they are being targeted. Today, the small town of Surrency, Georgia, has a population of about 200. 
but nothing remains of the Cerency family farmhouse, which burned to the ground in 1925. Yet there may still be one remaining piece that lingers on. The Cerency spook light, ghost light, an eerie orb of yellow light that purportedly appears along the railroad tracks. Legend claims that Clementine Cerency was the first to spot it in 1872 when she met her father at the train station. And when she looked down the track where she expected the train to appear, she instead saw a light in the shape of a man dressed in white coming toward her. Frightened, she then ran home as brickbats fell on the path around her feet. Purportedly, this light can still be seen today, the final remnant of a vicious haunting. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you've been listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast created by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider with the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive even more content, including ad-free episodes, head over to our Patreon page today. The link is in the show notes. Lucky Lady Shacks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever wondered... Who the Mary was from Bloody Mary? If the Loch Ness Monster was real, or if Ouija boards actually worked? On each episode of the family-friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? Find and follow Unspookable now wherever you get your podcasts. 